down. Yeah, I know, it's so sweet. So sweet. Welcome back. Uh, so sweet. To another episode of the Cinema Discovery. I'm doing this radio voice for you guys. Yes. I'm Stephen Billy. I was going to do it too. Oh, you're going to do it too? Copier. Cinema Discovery Project. Copy. Jeez. But yes, well, welcome back to another episode of the Cinema Discovery Project, uh, where we talk about uh, you know films we love, uh, sometimes films we don't love. We haven't really gotten to a film we don't love yet, but but uh, we've been focusing mostly on some some classics and some heavy, some hidden gems, and uh, and uh, now we're back again. Uh, I'm Stephen Billings, and with me as always is Andrew Cabral. What's up, man? Hello, hello. I'm back once again. Um, it's been a quick two weeks, I would say. Well, I get probably quick quicker weeks. for you because you've been a little bit uh, under the weather, right? Under the weather, yeah. I've been sick for the last two weeks. Literally, like, a two days removed from our last episode, <laughs> I got really sick and still am sick. So if you notice my voice change, if you pay attention to those things, you'll notice why. Also, if my voice kind of fades out, you also know why. Yeah, that means and Andrew Steve's might have died, to, but to I'm going to finish up. the episode anyway. <laughs> I know, yeah, if anything happens to me. Steven's just gonna well, it, like prop me up like uh I'm just like gonna have we're Bernie's. just gonna have to pretend he wasn't he I'm just gonna pre- finish the episode and then I'll worry about it afterwards because this is an important episode because this is about one of the great filmmakers of all time it is without yeah. a doubt I mean this I you very you know that kind of like gets overblown sure. a lot where we're saying oh greatest of all time best and, ever. So, and some some um, might not agree with us but I I, I, yeah. I honestly think this is one of the greats so personally yeah, I think without a shadow of a doubt, without hesitation, Satyajit Rai is one of the best of all time. And I only discovered him myself like over the last five years yes. or so um, in that time frame. And, you know, it's amazing the way cinema works sometimes is because like you think you've seen a lot of movies, you think you've, you've seen a lot of filmmakers, you think you've like, man, what what... What haven't we can, I seen? We, we, can, we, get can, those we can get arrogant sometimes. With, you can get arrogant. Yeah. You can you can get really arrogant and just, you know, don't, uh, you haven't explored certain avenues, but then sometimes you discover something and it just blows you it, away and you're like, where has this been yeah, this whole time? I, I, yeah, when I discovered Satyajit Ray, uh, it really reignited my love of uh, cinema and, and also just oh, yeah. wanting to explore uh, international cinema. Honestly, I mean, it really did. I mean, I, you know, we we we've talked about it before. You know, uh, the Criterion Collection has uh, put out some some releases, and specifically when the Apu trilogy was released, was when it kind of re- it was the first ones I saw. Um, yeah, and and I bought them just, and I bought that box set just on a whim, yeah. blind buy, just because people were talking about it and were super excited when it was announced. Yeah. And I had no idea what it was. I'll be honest, when it comes to my foreign cinema, you know, uh, lexicon or things that I've, you know, delved into, uh, Indian cinema isn't one of them. Yeah. Um, I haven't delved into Bollywood or anything like that. I mean, you know, when it comes to Eastern cinema, I've delved into, you know, Japanese cinema, obviously, with Kurosawa and Ozu, uh, Korean cinema with, you know, Chenwook Park and, of course, uh, others, and, little, and little, you know, Chinese cinema as yeah. well with, like, um, Ang Lee. And obviously Italian and... and, and, and yeah, and then, and then, of course, you know, you know mostly European yeah, cinema. Yeah, mostly is, is European, maybe a little bit of Russian, a little bit of Russian, you know. 
Yeah, you know, French, uh, the French, Italian. That's kind of like I think that's foreign cinema one hundred and one. Yeah. I think it's European cinema. Well, there, there, there's and some then, of that. I mean, the thing is, is though you know, we probably have focused on that uh, area a lot with 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 international right. cinema. Uh, India's got probably the biggest industry other than America. In, yeah, I think yeah, cinema. Bollywood. I believe is like the second biggest like movie industry in the world, yeah. and no one really kind of pays attention to it outside, you know, because, you know, when it comes to, you know, American ideals and I think when it comes to American entertainment, people always stay within our borders and don't really open themselves up to, you know, foreign language stuff. Sometimes they don't even open themselves up to, like, you know, British cinema yeah. and British television and stuff like that. They really stay close close to home. But... But what is interesting about the films of Satyajit Rai, and I think I'm going to start calling him Satyajit Rai. Yeah, you're right. Rai I, I need to try to start calling him by the way it's kind of, I, yeah. I, I've seen I've seen both pronunciations. I've seen Ray and I've seen Rai. And what, um, what I've learned is that when I did the Apu Trilogy box set review on my channel, my YouTube channel years ago, is I got so many comments, still get comments coming in from people from India and one of them says like said that it's pronounced the way Audrey Hepburn pronounced it when when uh, Satyajit Rai was given his uh, honorary Oscar and I'm like okay if that's the way Satyajit it's pronounced Rai. that's the way I'll pronounce it and so I'll start saying Rai from now on but what I'm getting at is that his cinema isn't Bollywood cinema his cinema is very western yeah and his influences I think were very western yeah and by Western, I mean like um, American American like, cinema and and, and, and Italian neorealism yeah. and French cinema, specifically that of Jean Renoir, who he met uh, when Renoir went to India to film his film The River, yeah. and I believe Satyajit Rai was the one who did like location scouting, yeah, yeah, for that film, and he, at that time he had the idea for uh, you know Pan, uh, Pather Panchali. And he asked Renoir about it, and Renoir told him, you know, to go for it, to, to do yeah. it. And this was, I think, like the late forties. Yeah. Um, yeah. He and yeah, he yeah. yeah, he was a very influenced by a lot of different cinema. But you can tell there there uh, there isn't an American influence too. Um, he was a big fan of them. Um, <laughs> some of them guys early on, like John Ford, and 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 um, you know, because you can in this movie you'll see like. Even even the fact that he uses some English in this movie, there's an English there's an English Indian character um, that you know, and the, the characters will sometimes jump into certain phrases and say them in in English um, because it's an English saying or or something like that. But it's yeah, Sat Satyajit Rai um, definitely um, I think noticeably takes a lot of influence from from you know other cinema because especially the pacing. I'll say that, especially with American cinema. Yeah. I think his movies are paced so well that they pace very close to how American cinema is. Really? Uh, what is interesting is I feel like he, his films are paced even more patiently than American cinema. I mean, maybe. Cinema. I mean, I would say now, nowadays, I, the... it, I mean, it's not even close because American cinema is so frenetic yeah. now. But, um, oh, but yeah. back then, I mean, you could say that his movies are slow, maybe closer to like an Ozu, but I don't think they're as slow as Ozu. I don't think they're nearly as... Um, yeah, I would say Ozu's a lot more meditative, and I think Rai puts a little bit more. Um, he paces him a little fat, a little quicker. Maybe not all of his films, but from what I've seen so far, he definitely uh, is aware that you want to keep the 
you don't want to you don't want to necessarily I want I don't want to say bore your audience, but you want to also keep them thinking and not put them to sleep. Um, so um, I think he, he he straddles a line, and I think it, it makes for his own style and his own you know his own thing. I mean, it's I I I love his work, um, and nothing in this. It, I can't really decide, but I would say at this point right now, this movie we're going to talk about today is my favorite of his movies. Um, oh, I did not know yeah, that. Uh, it's between I didn't that, know that when I picked it up and and the hero. Um, mm, but this yeah. one's pretty high up there. I would say it's 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 maybe the best for me. I think I may. I may be pretty close to yeah to your to your mindset in terms of this being my favorite of what I've seen. I mean, we've delved into a lot of his movies. I think over the last couple of years, both of us. And he, yeah, this is. And there's a lot I haven't seen because yeah. there isn't a lot of great restorations of his movies. There's some that are out there, True. but they're hard to watch because either the the um, you know the transfer is not Quality. great, or yeah. like the um, the the um, what the, what am I looking for the the words? Um, well, the, the subtitles. subtitles ain't great either. Like they not they're not um, linked up right with the the dialogue, or you know, so it's hard to see a lot of his movies because they're just not in great shape. So. We have a handful, and I've seen most of them, and they're usually pretty fucking good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would say this. All the ones that have been released from Criterion, um, the Apu Trilogy, the Music Room, the Big City, Charolada, have all been really good. Yeah. Even um, his movie, The Coward. Yeah, the, the short movies. Was like a, a, yeah. Which is a special feature on one of them. I can't remember. I think it's on this movie. movie. It's this movie. Is yeah. it? Yes, it yeah. is. Yeah, Copper Rouge, 1965, The Coward, which is a short film. Also starring um, the same actors, I believe, in the, that, that were in this film. And I think we'll just go over the actors pretty quickly. So, so if we haven't said um, it out loud, yeah, The Big City is the one we're talking about today. <laughs> yeah, The Big City, or as its as its uh, original title is, Mahanagar. Yeah. Um, sorry for the, you know, these mispronunciation of these foreign... Yeah, uh, we're going to do our best, and Andrew's better and at this, so we're going to let him do it. Yeah, so I think I'll go with the the two main uh, actors, which is the husband and wife pair in this film, which is really at the center yeah. of the plot of this movie, is Anil Chatterjee, who plays Subrata Mazumdar, and Mahabi Mukherjee, who plays Arati Mazumdar. And she is amazing. Yeah, she is in several. She's in a f- couple of his films. I thought she was. She, in she's more the main main actress remember. in Charlotta. And then, um, yes, she's been in a, I think she was in the coward coward, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. She was in the coward as yeah. well. I thought she was in, in Devi, but I, I think the think actor is the, the husband, the, is, the husband's in Devi. Okay. That's what yeah. it was. Yeah. He was in that. Um, and yeah, she is phenomenal in these films and these are early films in her career. Well, yeah. Like, she's only 21 is, when this movie was being filmed. Yeah. And she is still, I mean, she's still acting today she's still with us yeah. in, in Indian cinema and she's still she's still around, which I think is important to mention because, as this year has told us so far, the year of twenty twenty, um, anyone can unfortunately yeah. pass away at any point, um, and it's it, it's nice to see that she's still around and still acting. So those are the two principal principal actors in this film. But this film uh, centers around a family, and basically, I'll just read this synopsis here, and then we'll dive into the plot. A life at home changes when a housewife from a middle-class conservative family in Calcutta gets a job as a saleswoman. Um, and what is interesting about Satyajit Ray, I think, is specifically geographically and culturally, he's taking a look at um, 
the lives of of uh, the Bengali people and yeah. uh, people from uh, Bengal, and and it's very very interesting because it's not, um, it's it's it, it's tough to explain, because his films have this sense of exploring the culture and its changing aspects, and you really need to kind of go into it and kind of understand where that culture is coming from. Specifically, when you look at the Apu trilogy, which literally traverses like going from like rural countryside to the big city. Yeah. You know, in this movie, we're already in the big city, but we see the cultural kind of, you know, tethers within the, within the, within the people and within the family. And it's really, really fascinating. Yeah, I mean... It, um, he, was coinc- he was born in Calcutta, yeah, yeah. actually. I was going to say, it's good to, it's good to maybe have a little context of, of how the world was at this time. And, and honestly, the way a lot of the people, you know, thought uh, when it comes to uh, the family structure and how the place of, of, of everybody in, in, in a family isn't too far off from how it was in America either. I mean, mm. I mean, you, it's definitely yes. a lot, a lot stricter, I think. But you know, even back in that time period in America, you know, the husband was meant to be the provider, looked at to be the, you know, and and you know, run the household, and and women were supposed to stay at home and and you know, take care of the kids. And yeah, we'll get into that because it's heavily part of the, the like gender roles. You know, that theme specifically plays a big part in the plot of this movie, yeah. and it's heavily, I think, of what he's trying to say. And explore in this movie, and then we can kind of like take it and like what Stephen just said, extrapolate it out to not only the times in you know Europe or the United States at the time, but literally today, those sense of traditional gender roles still exist within our society, and there's still a lot of tension when discussing and when you know you know diving into them. And yeah, so the the Bengali people, it's an Indo. Aryan-speaking ethnic group native to the Bengal region in South Asia. And, yeah, they're, and they're kind of, like, divided into several different, um, like, areas, you know, like West Bengal, Tripura, uh, Samsbarak Valley, Bangladesh. I mean, like, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a group of ethnic people specifically in that area. And that's where, you know, Satyajit Ray came from, and that's where a lot of his movies delve into um, that culture. Yeah. So getting into the plot right away, we are immediately. Um, the hu- what is interesting is the the synopsis of the movie says middle class, and I, I, this is not a middle. I class was going to say they're definitely they're lower middle class. <laughs> lower yeah. class. If anything, like they were perhaps middle class at one point, but they perhaps had fallen on hard yeah, times. Yeah, yeah. You can make that argument definitely. So right away in the movie, we get. Um, the, hus- the we, husband. We get an introduction. Yeah. Yeah, he's on our way. His on his way home, and uh, I guess it looks like he's from a, a long day of work, and he comes home, and really you're just getting your introduction to your your family, um, and the father comes in, and I think he meets his father first as he walks in the door. Yeah, yeah, like his father is the first person um, he sees, and it, and it and seems that father, the father, his father, and his and his mother are staying with them because they've had a hard time, um, you know, and uh, so they're having to take well, on their... They're also, they're also elderly. Yeah, yeah, they're definitely. Significantly yeah. elderly. And, and I think it plays into that whole, you know, cultural thing. I don't mean to cut you off, but it plays into that whole cultural thing, like, you know, when our parents get older or, you know, um, other family members it, get older, it's our, it's our job, if you will, in quotes, to take it care of It reminds you of uh, Ozu's, uh, what's the... 
what's the movie? I'm, Tokyo, Tokyo Story. Story. Yeah. Yeah. Very much of that. Yeah. Very much of Tokyo Story, and I mean, this is a kind of an interesting connection, going back to what we talked about in our in one of our previous episodes, Marty. Yeah. Marty's tied to his mother and how he feels an obligation to her. And that obligation, as we... I mean, what's interesting, this movie, I believe, is set in the 1950s. Marty, also set in the 1950s. I mean, like, you see that cross-cultural, you know, traditional values come into play. So his father is um, asking about, like, because he needs glasses, right? Yeah, his his vision's become poor, and he's... I guess he broke his glasses or he needs a new prescription and uh, he just needs money to go to get a new pair. And, uh, of course, times are tight. And, unfortunately, it seems the father has a gambling addiction of some sorts. <laughs> yeah, apparently he likes to, like, enter crossword puzzle contests yeah. to try to win money. And, apparently, since his sight is not so good, he, he, keep, keeps fucking he messes up, yeah. up on them. <laughs> he messes up on them. But he also he also mentions to his son in this opening scene that one of his former pupils, so we know that he used to be a teacher, a professor of some kind, is now an eye doctor. Yeah. And and he 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 basically thinks that his former pupil will like see him for free and give him. He thinks that he's free. obligated to do it. Um, he's obligated to yeah. do it, and that's an interesting. It's something we get back back tree. and forth throughout the whole yeah. film, but um. Yeah, that plays a big part throughout this kind of B storyline throughout the movie. But I think it's kind of an interesting theme itself. Is like, is that true or is that is not it, true? Where's like, obligation? People... Where's obligation and and um, taking responsibility for your own actions end and begin? Like it's like right you know, and like does the educate you know does a professor or teacher you know what is that bond between student and teacher? Is does it go beyond? classroom you know what i mean like in terms of you know because he's talking like years later these are all adult people like living off doing whatever you know what i mean they're no longer his students well, it's you know also I mean? it's so also why would they owe him you know, it's, i mean, you know I, mean, I, mean I mean i'm sure they had to pay to be at that you know school that he taught at whatever wherever he taught oh yeah if it was a private school so so, yeah. so but the, it's also about like you know where you know because he feels like his son's obligated to take care of him he also tries to throw that off on these students and say that they were like his son you know, he taught. Yeah, you know, it's, it's like on like honor and loyalty, like those things. Kind of think are in his mindset, and those are kind of like probably what is interesting about this movie is it it's battling between the an old traditional mindset versus the newer modern mindset yeah. and just the changing of the times, and those that two things are constantly colliding with each other. He finds day. a lot of interesting you know situations I mean? in this film to give you new situations to spotlight how the old and the new are, are clashing. Um, yeah, it's like it's like the Bob Dylan song. Oh yeah, the times they are times they are changing. changing. Yep. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but um, and it's like he wrote that back in the '60s, and it's still it's true. still true. Um, but yeah, so, so he goes in and sees his family. Um, right. I think the wife is just kind of you know cleaning, and I think the grandmother is is cooking if i'm not mistaken um yeah and then he has the he has a younger sister what who is very young well i, I thought it was the daughter it was a daughter it was no it's his sister oh i thought it was I, okay yeah. so i missed that <laughs> but yeah it's a yeah it's his sister um but um, so so his sister's sitting there and she's doing work she's uh she's like studying to, to you know through for school and taking an exam and this is a it's yeah. kind of a first uh indicator of of 
values from from the husband's um, point of view is where he's like, you know, why are you doing all that study? And, you know, you're not going to need it. You know, you're just going to basically, you know, you'll be working from home anyway. You know, <laughs> why do you need to do all that school and stuff? But, um, yeah. And so he's like, like not quizzing her, but kind of like he's drilling he's, he's, he's kind of messing with her. That education is the number one importance. And what we learned is that I believe she goes to a private school as well. Yeah. And they're like two months behind on tuition. We learned that. Um, we also, what's interesting is we also learn, I don't know, this is very interesting kind of right from the get-go. Um, his mother is making dinner, making some type of fish. And and she was like, well, you know, she, you know, Arati, who is... Who is the wife. Uh, his wife. The wife who, you know... Um, and it's like, he... He just straight up insults her like right away, and it shows you know because it's like you know I don't because like the, I think the mother suggests that Arati can like finish off making making the food or that you know she can make it as well or something like that, and he's like no no she can't and it's like it's just a straight up and she's sitting there in the background and she's just like a straight up insult to her, and it's kind of just interesting. It's like the, the thing is the, the thing you is, is, I mean? is is though it sounds like we're saying he's like kind of an asshole he's not really I, I think the fa- I think the father is he's obviously um, some of it, it's pl- some of it's playful I think you can tell in in the, in the body yeah. language that like you know oh, he yeah. pulls on his sister's hair he's like messing with her you know like saying like why do you do all that stuff for and a lot of it's because of what he was how he was brought up how his dad brought him up um, right. so it's generational and, yeah I mean it's not. It does come out more, but it just it just shows like there's a you know there's the you know there's always a fam- familial tension. I think is a big thing in this movie. There's literally a cold war in this yeah. movie that they mention, and it just like right away there's just a familial tension. Like you know you know my mother is a better cook than my wife. You know and you, you've sure. seen that that I that kind of trope play out in you know you know television sitcoms and things like that. And, and everyday life and whatnot. But it's just like something that's kind of rather, you know, universal as well. Um, and what is like you said, he is very much his father's so, son. Somewhat. I would say I would he, say he's a little bit more... Because he mentions that. Yeah, he, he, yeah. he does. But I think he's a little more, uh, obviously a little bit more progressive than his father. Um, I just think a lot of what he has to deal with is his own shame um, through this, mov- this movie. He um, mm, He's dealing yes. with his own shame so... Um, he allows her to do things um, as the movie goes on because of he has no choice, um, and he deals with his own shame throughout the film. But um, so they, I guess it, it goes into the. She tells him that they had to borrow tea. Um, yeah, which is another kind of they thing. Didn't have any tea left? Um, you know that, and he of course doesn't like it, but he drinks it anyway because. He needs his tea when he gets home, or he's not uh, himself. <laughs> and um, they also want flavored tobacco for the mother, and they can't afford that really. But So he decides he'll go and get that, and he pawns off the figuring out the glasses situation for the father on, on the wife. Um, yeah, and it's like, like he always listens to you, so you know you go convince him. You, know, you go talk to him, basically. And... And they have a very, you know, loving relationship, if you will. Like she, she then goes into the other room and she gives him his 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 medication, yeah. which he hates, but he takes it because you know, she convinces him to. Like she, you know, because because you know they they have that familial relationship with one another, and 
and it, there's clearly a bond there as well, which of course gets fragmented as the film goes along. And it's it's very interesting how the the family seems to be literally very tight. Like they yeah. live in very close quarters to one another. Like like the place they live in is only a we only really see what two maybe three rooms. Yeah. Uh, and they're very close quarters, and we in multiple generations. You know, they they also have a, a young son, as well. So we're talking, like, three or four generations in the same yeah. living space, which is not uncommon today. Oh no! So so that happens, and and it's very interesting. It's also they was interesting. They also mention at one point, there's that, a friend that has. This is where it kind of ignites the plot somewhat. Um, where the fr- where the husband says that. Oh yeah, because. Because they want because the wife suggests borrowing money from their friend, yeah. and they, and she says that yeah they just he just uh, the wife went to work he just lost his job yeah. and the wife and his wife has to get a job, yeah. and this is where things get ignited. This is where that this, this is where the idea gets planted in her head. It, she gets incepted, if you want to put it in other terms. <laughs> um, so so she's like kind of standing there and, she, and you know the husband br- kind of brings it up like cavalier. You know he wasn't even he's not even really thinking about it. He just brings it up, and then she's just like. You know, what kind of job could I get? Like, I mean, she has a degree of sorts, apparently, or she got she got one year of college. She had what? Yeah, she had one year of college, and um, she's um, just thinking like, what kind of job could I get? You know, like, and he 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 doesn't really like. He's like, look, you're too you're kind of too smart and attractive. I don't really think you should be getting a job. Like, well, we kind of playfully he playfully that, like, does it. Other yeah. men wouldn't be able to work around her because she's too attractive. It's like I don't it's, know if that was a it's joke. A, it, 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 I think he 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 actually believes that, but he also is being very, of course, ignorant because he doesn't really know what's out there for her. He just doesn't want right. her to do it because he's got his own uh, pride and what what his what, what his should be his 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 job. He feels yeah. Um, there is a serious serious um, kind of uh, tone when it comes to this idea, which. You know, from a modern lens, seems seems like that's no big deal. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, like two parents working, or 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 two, um, you know, a married couple working, both working, or whatever. You know, that's no, that's nothing to us. But within the framework, and I think within the context of that culture at that time, and just the just in that little world, in that world that we're looking at, it's a huge. Well, yeah, thing. I mean, I mean, just like it, it seems very, very serious. Yeah, just just like in any other, you probably you know, society, the the economy and how the world was changing economically, it got it's gotten to the point where everybody has to have a job. Everybody has to put in their do their part, and you know, it, it, that's what it kind of that's where they are in that culture at this time is is you know a lot of uh, businesses are closing and. And, um, you know, everybody has to, you know, the woman has to go to work. And this isn't even just about the rights of women getting jobs. It's just about the pragmatic need of more money coming in. Um, yeah, I think and just shows you that economic circumstances change over time. And I think just historically and culturally, um, you know, that area of the world is just starting to come out, you know, after World War Two. Yeah. After even not only World War Two, but like the idea of like, um, you know, India getting freedom from um, Great Britain and starting its own country and just like just there's so probably there's remnants of that that I think we see in this movie in terms of the prejudice that exists between the mixture of cultures. And it's and it just it's very interesting how, like you said, like 
you know, the economic circumstances are changing. But I do think it's also about, you know, women, women's roles Definitely. in society. And didn't he also mention like kind of the the um, uh, you know the American saying? Well, yeah, you know, he's... a woman's a woman's place is in the home. Yeah, and this is where I was talking about when when they when they're discussing you know whether she should get her job yeah. or not. And he's against. And it. this is where I'm talking about the influence. I think he, you know, decided to use certain American phrases in this movie to, you know, because he's you know he he liked that stuff, so he wanted to throw it into this movie because it really he knew that this was a universal thing that this. This situation could be an American movie. They could remake this movie in America, and they probably have in some way. I'm sure we could come up with a movie that's very similar to this one. Um, I mean, for instance, uh, Mike Lee. Was it Mike Lee's movie that just came out? That that Sorry I Missed You? Was that Mike Lee? Oh, no, that was um, Ken Loach. No, Ken Loach, you're right, yeah. Uh, another British director. <laughs> um, uh, and yeah. it, that movie's kind of similar to this one in a way about a father who's you know, trying to get, you know, a job and family situations and keep it together. I mean, it's kind of similar. Well, yeah, I mean, the, I, what is what is mind-boggling about this movie is the economic struggle of working-class families See, it has been persisting forever. Oh, yeah. And has only gotten worse as time has gone yeah. on. And And this film is like, you know, even though it's, it came out in 1963. It's set, I believe, in the 1950s. That circumstance seems to be cross-cultural, cross-generational all the time, regardless of you know monetary value and the value of things going up and down and cost of living, all that economic sure. stuff. You can throw that out the window, but the basic, you know, the basic tenets of just struggling to survive has always been there. Yeah. And this film is highlighting that. And and it's not like they don't. It's not like the husband doesn't have a job. Because we know that he does. Um, he's a, he's he like a, an accountant. In a bank. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he works in a bank, and and we'll get into that a little bit later. What happens there? But uh, so they have the discussion about you know getting the job, and he's hesitant about it. But she's she's going she, to do she, it anyway. She, well, she kind of you know he kind of like says the you know the you know like, like you said the phrase about women's places at home. It kind of ends there. And she kind of smiles it off. And then they go to bed. And in the middle of the night, it just hits her. And she's like, I'm going to get a job. Like, and he's... Yeah, I'm going to yeah, and, then, and you know what? Women do this. They will decide to make <laughs> decisions and tell you about them in the middle of the night. Uh, so that you're not really paying attention. So that you'll, like, agree to stuff. <laughs> they, they do this. I think, yeah, people do that they all do the time. This. But, I, but, yeah, it, and, but I believe the next scene is them looking through... The want ads? Yeah, they're looking at they're looking in the paper and you know, but they're trying not to tell anybody. They're trying to be sneaky. He's about trying. It. Yeah, he's like, don't tell. It's like the sister comes in no, it's, and it's, it's like they, they try to play it off like they're going to the movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the sister comes in and gets starts snooping around in it, and you know, then she tells him that they're looking for a job for her, and she's like, oh my god, you know, she's so excited for her. She's all for it, and um, she's like, you should be an actress, <laughs> which is funny, which yeah. is funny, you know, be a movie star because yeah, yeah. she is going to be a movie star, and uh, but what. What is interesting about that is her excitement and her, you know, just enthusiasm behind it. She's like, she's the next generation of, you know, women or, you know, people of, you know, people and where this will probably become even more common. It's an encouraging thing. Like she's for, it's an encouraging sign for her. She's probably wanting to be somebody like what, you know, she, she probably looks up to her and is excited to see somebody she looks up to actually get. The opportunity she's trying to make for herself, and um, oh yeah, because we know that she's going to school, yeah, and she's really, really intelligent and yeah. really, really smart. 
we we learn that throughout the movie, and we all but we also learn that she's seeking validation from uh, Arati yeah. in in more domestic. She also situations. wants to show like, that she can be the the type of woman she is too, which is a caregiver. You know, somebody that takes care of people, right? And, and uh, yeah. You know, a, a housewife. Sure. Well. I know that's a terrible negative term, but it's like. But what is interesting about that is that's a really modern concept where, like, you can ha- you can be both. Sure. There's nothing out there that says you can't be both proficient in the home as well as well educated and have a professional career. Yeah. There's nothing stopping you from that, other than what we see in this movie, the the sense of conservative traditional you know, gender roles and values yeah. and all that stuff, which is still, like, just keeping people, you know, locked in place, if you people, will. People have, been and, come, have, have had beliefs and convictions, uh, not even just in this uh, subject matter, that keep people down all the time. We know this. Oh, yeah. still They're still fighting about it <laughs> <Yeah>. today. <laughs> they're still fighting about stuff like that today, and it's never going to end, at least I don't think it's in, in our lifetimes. Um, but, yeah. but anyway, getting back to the movie... Uh, they do end up seeing a job in the paper, but they're not. They're, they're not going to tell. They don't really know what it is. Right yeah, away. you don't really know what it is until until they really know. Basically, until she gets it, they don't tell. Yeah, her. I mean, like she. The ad basically says we need an attractive young woman, which is what he was concerned about. He was like, um. yeah. It, the ad is very not suspicious, but to be, it's like an attractive young woman to be a salesperson, yeah. um, to sell some product, I believe. So, um, and basically, she, um, her husband writes up like an application, and she signs it, and she has to go for for the interview, which we never really see the interview. We yeah, they kind of keep it, it keep it suspenseful a little bit. You know, he go, she go, you know, um, goes and drops it off, and then um, while he's, we don't even see her drop it. Yeah, off. we don't even we see, see her drop like it her off. Her trip yeah. there, she go, um, he goes with her. What is interesting, I think. Well, I mean, like, I mean, he first, first, she, yeah. first, it happens, and then you see him at work, and you get to see him at work for a little bit, um, and then he gets a call from her saying that she got an interview. Um, mm, yeah, yes. and you know, she's obviously kind of like excited about it, and apparently it's in, in you know, but also nervous, and he's like, you know, I'll go with you, I'll, t- I'll, I'll take you there, you know, um, and then he kind of jokes. Yeah, but then she's like, I don't, I don't, you'll, you know, you'll be the only guy there. It'll look weird. Yeah, and then he kind of jokes with her, like he's like, "What kind of questions are they gonna ask me?" He's like, then he says something that's like has nothing to do with work and is like kind of messing with her, and then they hang up, and then oh yeah, they have a little playful banter. Back yeah, and yeah, he's he just he, it's like something he's used to working, and and she's not used to it, so he's messing with her to kind of like because it's no big deal to him, and he she's nervous about things that he's like, what like. Don't be nervous about that, like. Right. But um, so then it goes back and and now they're gonna have the you know they're getting ready for her to go to the interview, and um, I don't know if I don't know that does the parents know yet? I don't think they don't. I don't. No, they don't. The, t- they don't tell them until she like, gets the job. She's about to go to work. Yeah, yeah. Until she gets the job, and so she but she get, he gets him gets her some new clothes. Yeah, because she's like you know I can't. Uh, yeah, because uh, she gets she does. I mean, long story short, she gets the job and she's going to go to work. Yeah. I mean, and what and but she's afraid to go to show up there looking, you know, not like the other women are going to look, you know, and how it'll impact her job. And he's like, you know, give me a list of what you need and I'll get it and all that yeah. stuff. So he's being supportive here at the beginning. I think that's important to um to note that he's he's initially 
initially he's hesitant, but then he's supportive. And then things kind of like, you know, d- disintegrate over time in terms yeah. of his, 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 when uh, she comes home saying support. that she got the job, he, he, it, it almost is like he didn't think that she was going to get it. Um, and mm. he comes in and he's kind of stunned and he's like, well, I guess I'm going to have to go in and break the news to my parents. So he goes in right away and kind of just and talks to his father. Like, yeah. And just, and you might as well have told these people. <laughs> that that someone was uh, deathly ill and about to pass away. Yeah, like that's how serious they take this. Well, specifically this news the of just father. Someone getting a specifically job. the father. Specifically the father. Who? What is interesting is an earlier. There's an earlier scene between the father and the mother, and where the mother basically says like that we're a burden to them. Like the reason why you know they the reason why they can't afford anything is because we came and lived with them. Um, so there's a recognition there of the financial strain that they're probably applying to, you know, their son and his family. It's a weird dichotomy because it's like the father talks about all this obligation, but he also feels the guilt that he can't take care of himself. Um, Yeah, he's reached the point where he's past being able to to work. There was even a a suggestion by, um, by, by the son that... That his father would start taking on private private yeah. students again, tutoring, and that really doesn't work because he, he's he's you know, not he can't even he's too he can't old even, and ill and he can't, can't even it's see. hard to see yeah. And, but it's funny it brings up this idea of like compromising your values in why why is it okay for him to compromise his how he thinks or what he does and somebody else can't compromise their convictions you know he can compromise his son's life by guilting him into taking care of him and doing things for him, but he can't do what he has to do to keep his family together, which is let his wife go to work. And she's willing to do it. You know, like, um, I mean, honestly, it's, there's a lot of questions there that, um, you know, get, you know, are still questions that you can talk about after this movie's even at the end. I mean, um, but... After this, he... Go ahead. So after this, basically... Well, they also suggest that, like, the Cold War has now started... Yeah, yeah. ...between the parents and their son and his wife, and, and um, there's, you know, the, the Cold War being, like, a, you know, a separation... It, it, a silent basically. war. A, you know... A, a silent yeah, war. Yeah, where nobody's going to talk to each other and, and nothing, you know... Um, and this, and the, the way in which the son approaches it is very... He's 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 self-deprecating. Yeah, he's yeah. trying. He's hoping that it'll blow over after a while. That they'll get used to the idea, and and he also has basically kind of said that you know once he gets another part-time job, she can just quit. She can quit. So it's only it's temporary. temporary. So he tries to like soft tries to soften soften that blow by doing the, by saying that. Yeah. Um. And basically, uh, you know, he he's. <laughs> And then he tells his wife, I think this is how the scene actually ends, that, like, you know, they'll get over once you bring home your first, you know, paycheck sure. and, you know, you buy him glasses. Yeah, well, um, a lot of, a lot of, there's a lot of moments in this movie where men like to soften the success of the woman by saying that they allowed them to do something. Um, yeah. This happens a lot. Um, and it's true. It happens all the time. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, we'll get to probably a scene later on that definitely is, is that straight yeah, up yeah. but it's the yeah in, that, in, in a way in which you basically 
I mean, he's basically saying, I'm allowing you to do this because we need it right now, but it's only temporary. Like, it's like... Yeah, but it, but as soon as we don't need it, you can't do yeah. it. It's that controlling, you know, patriarchal society yeah. thing that, you know, like I said, still persists. But, and... So, so she's... So I guess we, we kind of cut to the first day. It's her first... She's... Yeah, she's, we'll she's obviously day. nervous. I think there's some stuff... Yeah. She got a new outfit. Yeah. Um, she She's about to leave. And the son's upset. And... The son's really mad that his mom's leaving. He kind of throws a little bit of a, a tantrum. You know, tantrum. He's mad, um, and she promises and him toys. Cut. When <laughs> yeah, she promises him toys. So he, so he's great now. Yeah, he. he well, he gets he, mad yeah, even she, though she promises him stuff, and then she kind of has to leave, kind of feeling really upset. You know, the husband's going to take her, and then before she leaves, you hear him be like, "So, what kind of toys are you going to get me?" And then she kind of turns back yeah. around, and they have a nice little moment before he. You know, she feels better about leaving now. Um, though the grandmother is still not really talking, uh, you know, she, that moment helped her get, I think, start our day. Um, and then I think we get a scene of them on the bus on the way. Um, mm-hmm. and there's, you know, I think some nice, a nice moment there of her just in her thoughts and him being comforting and being supportive once again, though he's, right. you know has his 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 pride and so then uh he drops her off and he goes on to his day and so he spends the day just kind of like wondering what's going on (laughs) no no he um what happens is she goes in and when we meet um we meet uh we meet the or one of the other you know her co-workers that she's that she's um well, yeah, she meets. She's going to be working this, with who's Edith. Yeah, Edith is her Edith name. Edith Simmons, and she's in. And she's, yeah, she's more modern right away. Yeah, the way she's dressed, the way she she speaks like fluent the, English. This goes into she, that multi multicultural area here, yeah. where there is some prejudice she, even within their own. Yeah, she's Ang- she's Anglo Indian. Yeah, and they bring that up a lot. Well, the, well the the man that runs this business brings that up a lot. <laughs> oh yeah, he must have a serious prejudice of, of of against. Anglo Indian people of Anglo Indian descent. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it seems like well, it's. I mean, he's. he's man, de- it, we'll get into it when we get closer to that part, but um. Yeah, but it's, it's just like you know that prejudice of that prejudice that exists between them, between you know different cultures um, intermingling with one another. Yeah. You know what I mean? Getting married and having kids and descendants and all that stuff. There's still people. Oh, you can even tell with who, their interaction, like who, you know, yeah. the fact that she. You know, she saw her husband and said, "Is that your boyfriend?" It's like, nah. You know, yeah, you know, like that's very modern. Yeah, because she's so young. I think she assumed that that was her. boyfriend. Yeah, that she wouldn't be married as opposed yet. to her husband. Yeah. Um, it, and it's just be, it, it's the modern mindset of like, like well, you know, getting married so young is not, you know, it doesn't commonly happen. Also, you know, she, she had a wedding she, ring too, and that's not really a thing. I th- yeah, she's engaged. Yeah, she was yeah, engaged. engaged. I don't think that's really a thing that a lot of Indian. I don't think that they wear wedding bands. No, she, they don't. She pointed to um, the, the uh, what's on her forehead yeah. is an indication of of her marriage. Yeah. I don't want to, you know, I can't remember what she. They refer to what the exact name is, and I can't remember what it is. Um, but that that's an indication of of being married. Yeah, I believe so. And so, but she doesn't speak English. She only speaks a little bit of English. She only understands a little bit. So. You know, there's a little bit of like a they have a good band you know, distance they, between the yeah, two. Yeah, they have a good banter back and forth with each other, and they and they're like in the elevator together and bantering back and forth. Um, 
And this is where you get kind of the difference in, you know, the mixture of cultures within that area. Because as we said, you know, the, the Edith Simmons character, she speaks English. Um, but we also know that, you know, um, Bengali is another language that's used. Hindi is another yeah. language that's used. So there's a cultural Especially when they get into in this, that area. Because the, she's working kind of in the city. So that's why you yes. know, the melting pot starts to be more uh, uh, evident there. Um, right. Not only that, but um, it's interesting. So we go in, it's, and it's basically like an orientation. Yeah. You, All of the women are there who are going to be selling these knitting machines. For, for I thought they were sewing machines, but I guess they're knitting machines. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. Um, either way, we actually never really see them. <laughs> no. We never really see how they work, but they, it's, it's not, not really, really relevant. <laughs> it's not really that important. Uh, so... So they're all sitting there, and we see that all of the other women are, you know, similarly dressed to Arati. So they're more, you know, traditional from that Bengali background. And and the one that sticks out is the Edith, Edith character. Yeah. I think that's kind of important later on. But we learn that they're going to be canvassing um, kind of upper-class neighborhoods, uh, trying to see the women, the, the wives that live there, and talk directly with them and, you know, show them the brochure and tell them about the machine and basically, you know, door-to-door salespeople. And they get, like, and they, get like we they start out with, I think it was 100 rupees a month. Was yes. Their, was their salary. 100 rupees a month. And I don't know. I don't know what don't that know equates what, to, but it doesn't sound like a lot. Um. <laughs> right. It doesn't, yeah, I, I have no idea what that equivalent is to today. But, but you know, um, it's something, and... um. So she goes through that, and as the day goes on, you know the husband. Well, what happens? The husband gets what, curious. What happens is the husband calls in the middle of her orientation yeah, yeah. meeting, and it's like that's not the best way to start off. But hey, whatever. So he calls, and we see him at the bank, and he's all kind of like nervous and jittery, and and he and there's like a customer there, like trying to talk to him about this is important, Stephen. <laughs> Foreshadowing is about to happen. He's the guy, the guy who wants to open a open a bank account, but he's like, man, you know, this other bank closed down. You know, are things solvent here? Yeah. Are things solid here? You know, because you know it's a different type of banking system there than I think we're used to in a modern perspective. Um, I'll get into that a little bit later on, but yeah. So, but he's like kind of brushing the guy off, saying, "Yo, yeah, yeah, we're fine, we're fine." Yeah, whatever, yeah. Whatever. I mean, he's got to be. And it's his job. He's got to be confident. <laughs> yeah, he's got. He's got. He's got to get people to open up bank accounts and do business and stuff. He can't be saying, "Yo, yeah, it's it's about to fall apart." So you know, I mean, he doesn't. Need, he doesn't know here. how bad it is. So I mean, it's not really. Yeah, he also doesn't know that. But even if he did know that, he couldn't say that. Yeah. Because like, then he'd get fired. Sure. Um, if he got found out. Um, it's kind of like, you know, if someone works at like a, you know, like a, like a Best Buy or a Target or some store and is like, yeah, don't buy here. It's cheaper at that other store sure. down the street. You know what I mean? Like you can't, you can't really do that. People do it though. Um, <laughs> so he calls up to tell, to tell his wife that I'll meet you after, after work basically. Yeah. And it's an interesting scene. I don't know if it's, if it's, it, it's, to me, I read it as part concern for her, but also probably part controlling. It's part concern, you know and I, mean? I think he just, um, yeah, I just think he's curious about the. Uh, he's curious about whether she'll actually be able to get it or not. Um, I think there is some. Re- well, I think she she's already got it. This is her first day. I mean, th- th- there's um, a relief too. I think you know. Um, right. He doesn't want to. Ex- I don't think he wants to admit it, but I think there's some relief there. Um, I think. Well, yeah, she's kind of embarrassed by getting the phone call. Yeah, yeah, amongst- yeah. It's like when you're it's like when you're a kid and you're like in elementary school and you're getting your mom wants to give you a kiss when you're like you know, it's like that embarrassment. Still happens today. Yeah, it still happens today. (laughs) 
but but I mean, but after that, we're both in our thirties, and I'm pretty sure my parents still bother me. Oh yeah, still, yeah. Still embarrass they, they me can today. do that sometimes. But <laughs> but um, then we also cut to a scene where the the grandfather uh, goes to oh, see uh, the the pupil, the eye doctor, the eye doctor yeah. that um, used to be one of his students, and this this is where we really get into that whole idea of obligation, um, and and you know his that philosophy also being you know for him you know being also the philosophy of this student believes in what he believes. So it sends him on this kind of like mission to all his other pupils. But yeah, so it's, yeah. So he basically gets an eye exam. He starts crying in the middle of it saying, you know, I, I have no income. I can't afford, yeah. you know, glasses. My son doesn't take care of me. And just is, it, it's, it's sad. And also, kind of, he's. It's sad and also kind of um, embarrassing. Yes, that's the term. It's embarrassing. I would say, like, like he's also kind of lying as well, because it's not like the son doesn't want to take care of it. It's manipulative. It's manipulative. That's a good word. That's a that's really good. Because because the things that he he probably criticizes his son, which he he says. I mean, he criticizes his his son for not taking care of him, though he's doing what he. Him being in a son's life, you know, having him take care of him is what's making him have a hard time taking care of anybody. You know, they're, they're... right. And not only that, but like his son is having his wife, well, not having, but his, you know, his daughter-in-law has to go to work in order for him, in order to take care of him and his wife. And he's also not, and he hates that. But he hates that. Yeah, but but, but, but he's like also not. He's not bringing any solutions either because he's he's yeah. gambling money away. Yeah, it's a it's a catch twenty two. Yeah. You know, you know, you're not going anywhere. He he he, he has um, but he has criticisms, but he has no solutions to problems. Um, not only that, but it's like the solutions to his problems are not the solutions he wants. Yeah, he, 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 his <laughs> that he'll accept. His, his 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 values are getting in the way of progress. Um, yeah, you know, and that's that's uh, once again, it's very relevant. Uh, people stand in the way of progress all the time because of their their beliefs. Um, Right, and they're 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 very staunch in their beliefs. Yeah. Like they can't they can't see out of their little their tunnel box. vision. They can't see the positives out of the little box. Yeah. Um, they're not willing. And, they're very rigid. And so yeah, he he confesses this to his his pupil, and he basically says, "Look, I'm not going to charge you for this. We're going to get you these glasses. Um, I owe it to you, you know." And uh, right. that's exactly what he wanted to hear. It only gave him yeah. it only gave him the the fuel he needed validation yeah the validation yeah. he needed to continue to do this and 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 uh continue to uh you know make his son feel bad <laughs> and then yeah. he go and then um but cutting back to her first day uh the first house she goes to she actually gets super super nervous and super scared also I think and a, I think a man answers the door too right yes she she, she Which, was hoping I, a, a woman would <laughs> I think she I just think she's scared in general. But th- there was I mean, also a dog, she's just of course. And nervous. Yeah. She yeah, she's completely out of her element and you can see like not only like psychologically is she, is she out of her element cuz it's something she's never done before, but physically she, the neighborhood she's going into are unlike anything that she's oh, yeah. probably used to before. She went from the big city to literally the suburbs. That's that's the equivalent I drew from it. And 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 then, she, but she does end up going into another home and pitching um, this, you know, the, the the knitting machine to the to this wife and whatnot. Well, she's able to and use. She sets up an appointment. Yeah, What's I that? was going to say she's able to use her, um, 
you know, she looks at the situation and she's very, she, but you can tell she's got kind of a knack for this, but she, she sees how, though, how, you know, much more, you know, money these people have and stuff. There is a relatability, you know, there's a child that's very close to what her son looks like that she sees and he has a toy and, you know, and it reminds her of her son wanting a toy. And it's like, they're just like us, you know, this woman's got the same problems, you know, she's got a child sick, um, you know, they're the same people and they have some of the same needs that we have. I just got to use my relatability as a housewife um, without my knowledge to help sell this. So Right. And she also noticed that like there's like there's some embroidery around. She's yeah. like, oh, do you do embroidery? She's like, and one was like, oh, I haven't done it for years. And it's like, so she, so she pictures her, you know, the, you know, the machine. It's like you could knit a sweater in an hour or something yeah. like that. You know, like really selling her on things. And, of course, the woman's like, yeah, I have to see it first. So they set up an appointment for a week. And then we don't really see her. We don't really see her doing that for the rest of the movie. Because, to be honest, I don't think we need to. No, no, no. We What, Sa- what Satyajit Rai does is he establishes certain things. And then we can just come to our own we can We can fill in on. some of that stuff with our imagination. We don't need to see her going from house to house yeah. later on. We don't, for example, we don't need a montage of her going from house to house and selling, no. you know, and selling stuff. Even though I think, th- is there one in there? I can't quite remember. What's that? A montage? A montage? No, of no, her, no, no. Yeah, no. there's some, there's some yeah, other, there's some other, there um, some, some shots of other, uh, the other um, women in the group that are going around. But nobody, you don't really. That's the only time you ever see her go in a house and sell something, right? Um, and sell something, yeah. and, and and then the rest of the movie kind of just like. Slyly, or I think or, we go like know, a informed. Yeah, you know, we go a month design. ahead. We we, we kind of skip mm. through into you know yeah, her first payday, like, and then yeah, and not only that, but we like like there's hints that she's very successful at yeah. this, and that's all we need to know. We don't need to see her being successful at it. We don't need wasted time, basically, of showing her like you know selling machine after machine and demonstrating the machine and showing yeah. you know, all this stuff off all we need to know for the plot's sake and for the character's sake is that she's very successful at this and this is what drives the plot and the themes forward and I, like you said it goes forward a month she gets paid well, yeah well right before the first yeah time. i was gonna say right before that though okay. you get a scene with the, all the women kind of talking about their job which is fun oh, yes. yeah the, the one woman is yes. telling a story about how she was brought in by a man, the husband, and she. The husband says that he's going to go get his wife, and there is no wife, and it's yeah. just which is yeah. It's both playful and like kind of scary, creepy, yeah. <laughs> scary, and modern in sense. Like you know, men, you know, men praying after women without like telling them. Yeah, you know what I mean. It, it also tells like, you right how, how how like instead of being creepy, he could have just been like, yeah, I don't have a wife. Yeah. It, it just tells you, you know, how scary that job actually nice. could would be. Would you like to go out Actually, that, that you know job I mean? could be like, very uh, um, dangerous. Actually, <laughs> but um, yeah, going yeah going door to door selling yeah. selling stuff is probably dangerous. But um, um, I know I know they do it during the day because they keep mentioning yeah. that you know they're out of the office by like ten thirty in the morning. But yeah, so they're having a fun like camaraderie type time, um, and, and that's important because. They decided that they're going to kind of not almost unionize, if you will. Well, they're, 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 they they got Edith. They said Edith like, has become yeah, their they said Edith yeah to become their spokesman. Yeah, and uh, go to get them a raise because they they think that the hundred dollars they they think they need a commission. Um, but yeah, they need a commission because they sell they're selling products. They should get a commission. Um, uh, you know, yes. and so they send her into the boss to to plead for for money, and they don't get as much as some other people do, but they do get. 
I think it was 5% off the first five that they sell and then 10%. And then 10% after yeah. that. Yeah. And what is interesting is that she goes into his office afterward as well. And this is where what we talked about earlier, this idea of letting like like men almost like uh, feeding into their own egos yeah. and their controlling egos and their power trips and all this nonsense where like he tells her like I was already going to do that yeah. she didn't even have to come in here and do it that was my idea if you think that she got one over me yeah. you are mistaken and it's like oh my goodness this guy's got an ego I mean on can him. You, I mean he, he can't let the women say that they've earned it in any way yeah can't give them a victory yeah but but because that, especially Edith because Edith is somebody that's different from him um yeah and she and he even points that out like why why did you did you guys send her is because is it because she's you know, Anglo-Indian and something like he insinuates, you know, certain things like that, like a prejudice thing. Yeah. And yeah. And he's like, you know, if you ever have any concerns, just come to me directly and we can talk about it and, and, and work things out and whatnot, which she does do later she, on. She does. Movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but then she, so does, she does get, get her get first paid. paycheck. Yeah. Yeah. She does get paid. All the women get paid. Which I, which I think is a great scene, a great it's a great scene. Yeah, it's a great moment. Yeah. She goes into the bathroom to kind of have it to herself, and she like pulls yeah. the money out and kind of like she like holds, holds it, in the it mirror. and smells it. And but what's so beautiful about that scene is Rai is so patient with it. Yeah, it's not a it's it's a slow move scene. Like she goes in, closes the door, stands there, then takes the money out, holds it up to herself, then goes to the mirror, looks in the mirror, then holds it and you know smells it, if you will. And it's just that moment of like victory or triumph or accomplishment. Yeah, accomplishment. And the way yeah. he plays it, he pays it he plays it patiently and for maximum effect. Yeah. And then and then Edith comes in and kinda uh, you know you know, she she gets paid too, but she gets like shitty bills like the bills are like <laughs> yeah, crinkled like up and everything you know old bills and of course she's where... so excited she's like i'll trade you i'll trade you some you know like yeah it's like to her she money, don't care money, money is money doesn't matter yeah it didn't matter what I it mean, looks like she's technically right yeah it doesn't matter as long as it spins. as long as the values are the same yeah. yeah but um but what is important is this is the scene where eve gives her um a present gives her the lipstick yeah that she ends up using um while she's it's working. almost like a you could say it's almost like more an empowerment of being a woman kind of ness. You know, she of course this movie's in black and white, so we don't see the red lipstick. But if you see no. the poster, the poster shows a red lipstick on it. It does. Um, but it, and not only that, it's a transformative thing. I yeah, think. it is. Yeah, um, and and like I said, it, it makes it, her more empowered. It brings her more, give her more confidence in herself. Um, but yeah, it, it it transforms her into, yeah, like you said, more like empowering and powerful, but different. Yeah. But different in a good way, yeah. not different in a bad way, which other, which is what her, you know, later on, what her what husband, husband sees. Yeah. Right. Which is the negative while it's a positive thing. Um, so that, so, but she hides it from him. So she, she rubs it off before she, she gets she, home. She knows she what, sure. how her husband's going to feel. Well, yeah. yeah. She knows exactly how he'll perceive yeah. it because he's from that conservative family. She doesn't wear makeup yeah. at all when she's home. And it's because they have those traditional values yeah um so she comes home yeah. with uh you know with the money with, with the, and, and presents and presents and, and presents. food and you know uh you know the, the the grandmother gets the tobacco she wants he gets like a whole nice thing of cigarettes and uh and yeah the the, the kid gets a cap the, gun uh, <laughs> yeah the kid gets a cap gun um the sister the younger sister gets a, a new like sorry yeah uh, the dress if you will 
Um, and then the the grandfather gets some fruit he likes, but it's also his birthday, and he tr- and she tries to give him money, and he won't accept it. He won't he won't take it because he knows because of where it's from is is it's from her job, and he he's he doesn't he, yeah disgusted yeah. by it. Um, so she's she's confident, she's jovial, she's you know she she's showing off that not only does she have her salary, but she also has commission money. And her husband, oh boy, this is when the cracks start to. This is when it really starts to happen because he's intimidated. He's intimidated. He's jealous. Yeah, he's intimidated by the her success, Success. and uh, so he he finds the negative things to say in everything um, instead of being happy for her and being happy that she can help keep the family afloat. You know, Um, and uh, yeah. uh, and he want this is, I believe this is when he wants her to quit. Well, yeah, he says he 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 called a friend for a part time job, and and said that he's going to be able to get it to him, and that he can she can quit. Um, so he's going to sign up a you know like he did with the application, type up a letter and that she could sign it, and it's he says it it's much easier to quit than to to get the job, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. I find it also fascinating that he's the one. Like typing up all of this information, and she all, all her job is to do is to sign it. Yeah. Um. I just find that to be very interestingly controlling. Yeah. Um. Also. Yeah. So the son gets sick. Also, her... there's a moment where the son gets sick. That's later it's on. A, though, well, I, I think, think that this technically before him tell asking her to quit. It's technically before that. Um. Yeah, I think that like that whole sequence is when he asks her to quit, and she he types up the um. Yeah, because she's only been working there like a month and a half, I think, or two months at this point, and and it's it's interesting, just like that friction is is still there. Well, like, when, when the son gets sick, he said, when the son gets sick, he said, it kind of adds to it because he, you know, he's like, well, you should be home to help help and take care of him, basically, and it's like, you know, this sends him kind of to the point of like, I need to get a part time job to get her home, you know, because um, the son gets angry, the son gets angry that the mother's not around. Um, and uh, so he find he, he he calls a friend and and says, "Can you get me something?" And he tells him he can get him something soon, and that you know basically that's good enough for him to say, "Hey, quit." And um, so kind of get to that day, he signs the she signs the the letter and yeah, goes off. We're skipping forward a little bit because I think yeah okay we'll get yeah that happens. There's also a scene where the father. Where the father goes to another pupil, and I that's think, in there. I think that's a little bit after this. Yeah. Um, so he types up a whole letter to have to have her quit and to hand her basically hand in her reg- resignation. Yeah. So so she goes to see her boss, you know that kind of pompous ass guy, and um, she's about to do it. And but but then it's a great a cross, it's a great a scene. Great, it's it's a great how it's a cross cutting scene. Yeah, it's a yeah, great, great cross cutting because it's like you know. You just don't know what's in it. And it just, it's like, holy shit. Like, he better hurt, fucking call her. Yeah. So, so what happens is, like, he's going, to, he's on his way to work. She's on her way to work. And we're cross cutting back and forth. And he starts going down the street. And there's a crowd outside his bank. Yeah. And what's going on? What's going on? And then 
you know, she's going to the office and she's going to meet with her boss. But then the boss is kind of like he's on the phone with somebody and then he, she's got to wait. And so you're like, there's that tension building yeah, up. And, and then he so starts complimenting her and telling her how he wants to give her more responsibility. Yeah, it's like, I want to give you more responsibility. You're doing such a great job. I want you to be like a... Um, kind of a, a supervisor, supervisor yeah. You won't even have to go out and sell the machines anymore. You'll just... You'll be basically managing the people who go out and do yeah. it. And and she can't get a word in edgewise. But 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 meanwhile, uh, there's a crowd forming out... There's a crowd outside of her husband's bank. And what happened is the bank crashed. Yeah. The bank doesn't have any money. Yeah. All the money that they put into... That all the people who put into it are, is gone. Yeah. So that bank is shut down. And now there's an, He's now there's an job. angry people mob. People are pissed. And they're like attacking yeah. him. And and, um, and then like he breaks away. And we don't even see how he gets to a phone. But he gets to a phone and he calls. And he, he gets in hold of her just in the nick of time. She's about to hand in her resignation. And... She, he's like, don't. If you've done it yet, have yeah. you done it yet? And he's like, she's like, no, I haven't had, the, I haven't, I haven't done it yet. And he's like, don't do it. I just lost my job. Yeah. The bank went under, but don't worry, we'll get through this. Yeah. Um. So this is when she pulls a power move. Yeah. And decides to ask for a uh, a a raise because her and she says that her, my husband just lost his job. You know, he was at uh, the new Barata Bank, I believe it was called, and. And the guy, oh, he's, she, he's he like, asked for like 50, 50 more rupees, you know. Yeah, she, and he's like, and he he initially, there's a pushback there. Well, he talks. He's like, you're very intrusive, and being intrusive is probably not the best thing. Well, he talks about how there's a process to things. It's like you don't just get raises. Yeah, like, uh, you know, you, you need to be here longer before I I give you another raise because how is it going to look? It, you know. Yeah, um, it's a it's kind of a. Once I'll again, once you again, I mean? he's like, letting you know that he shouldn't have. To, he doesn't really have to give you this raise. Um, he's li- right. reminding you that there is a process. Now, in in a sense, look, if we're being realistic, there is a there is a process. Jobs are yeah. not going to just give you raises because of certain situations. Um, sometimes a business, uh, a, a work, depending on what workplace it is, might give you an advance on something, but it comes from somewhere, and you don't just get a raise. Um, Correct. So, but he decides to give it to her because. He believes she's earned it, I guess, but he won't say it that way. But the way he says yeah, it is yeah. kind of, a, he's like, now don't tell anybody I give this to you now because, you know, everybody's going to be mad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? It's like, that's such a... But he kind of give, gives into it and gives her the raise, and um, that's when um, that's when we move to the father scene, um, where he goes to meet with another former pupil. Um, At his home, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I... I believe the guy's a. I think he's a. He's obviously somebody that's well known. Um, he, yeah, professor or yeah. something. I don't know. But he goes. But he sits that. But he's about to. He's a, he's on his way out. Like he's about like his wife is like telling him, you know, we're gonna be leaving soon. It's like they're going to the movies you know, or going the, to the theater or something. Or something like that. Yeah. He's like, you know, we're about to leave soon, but there's this old man here to see you, and and he's and then they start having a conversation and, you know, the. You uh, can tell he's like kind of like checked his, out of it because he already knows what he wants. Yeah, his he he gets his 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 father goes into it goes into his whole like you know my son doesn't take care of me and you know you know didn't I have uh well he goes know, straight into a, it like don't you owe, you owe me this basically yeah he says didn't straight I have up. but didn't I have a um like the reason you're a, the way a, you are where you are in life is isn't it because of me basically yeah basically and it's like man it's like a guilt trip basically I mean it is yeah and he's like okay wait a minute so he goes over and then the wife the wife was like. He's like, is a, oh, is it somebody? Is he, is he asking for help? 
and 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 then the and then the guy says something very interesting. He's like, "Yeah, that's the Bengali way, or something like well, that." He, he, it's, it's, and I'm like, yeah, "That's very interesting." It's, it's 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 like he, because of where he is in life, he allows. It, it's like he almost allows that traditionalism to continue because it doesn't affect him. Um, Not only that, but it's like he already knows. The, well, yeah, he, he it, it hints at I think the idea of within the. Bengali culture, there's this sense of community and connection yeah. with one another, and that each of you have to help each other out, and and that's that's at least how I drew drew yeah, from yeah. it. And he basically goes and gets money out of like a safe or something, and and it, it's a very interesting. Like the wife goes, "You didn't give him a hundred rupees, did you?" He's like, "No." He's like, "No," and he shows her, and he's like, "Oh," th-. she's like, "Oh, thank you." Yeah, goodness. she thought it was like two hundred. <laughs> like, oh, like okay. she, I think she thought it was like two hundred dollar bills. And it was like oh, I guess yeah. it was like two whatever other amount. Like yeah, we don't even lesser see the amount. Current, we don't really see it. But but it's less than what she thought. Yeah, and she's like, oh, thank goodness. Yeah, I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, so <laughs> okay, then. yeah, because he's basically begging people for money. I mean, that's it's what he's doing. He's going around and guilting people into giving them some kind of kind of money. And what is he using it for? I don't know. <laughs> I guess gambling. No, crosswords. Yeah, crossword I gambling. Uh, crossword gambling. But then there's the scene between where we actually see. Um, the father of Arati comes over and basically just criticizes the heck out of out of her husband for losing his job and for the bank going under and he's like, I just you know, I you know, I there goes two thousand rupees down the drain or something like that and he's like and and then you know, the the husband says like, you know, I will you know, you know, I'll pay it all back over time. He's like, that's not, that's not the money that that matters. It's you know, you said that it was solid, and he's like, they told me to say that it was solid. Yeah. That's what my that's what my manager said to say. You know, they lied to me too, like you said, like you said earlier, Stephen. Yeah, and and it's and you just see how like like that shame is just building up. Yeah, that embarrassment. It's just. Building up, yeah, and then and it's just eating at him. Yeah, and so you know what I mean. And now the father, and, and then and then like at, at one point, I think the, you know, Arati's father like says like, "What do you have to say about it?" He points to the you know, the other father. He's like, "Yeah, it's out of my, it's out of my hands. No one cares what I think." Yeah, and it's like, yeah, and, and like, damn. Then we finally get to this. Things are falling apart. Yeah, and we finally get to this. We get to the scene where he finds the lipstick. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Where, so because so they're like kind of like hanging around the the house and. Um, if she's eating, she's on her way to work. Yeah, and, and, and she's they say something about paying the maid, which I didn't know there was a yeah, maid. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. I I don't know where the maid came from. Like, did, have they been so successful that they could hire a maid? Well, they've now? obviously Wait, had a maid. I mean, they've had. They, I guess because it seemed like she's been around for a while, but we've never seen her. Um, well, I like to th- I like to think that we're we're jumping forward in time. Well, we definitely are like at least a couple months into her job. Um, yeah. and maybe, I, maybe I guess they hired one because she's not Off-screen. she's not there. Um, well, what's interesting is I don't even think that's important because the whole important part of this scene is the is the husband finding the. It's lips it's it's a reason to go for her book. to go him to go into her purse. Um, yeah. and so he he it's, asked her yeah. to go into her purse he, to get the money, which to him is even more de- you know. Uh, demeaning to him, but, he, but but what she, the what she the way she addresses him, yeah. um, must like like hit him pretty hard. She's like he's like I believe she says you're not doing anything. Go yeah. you know go in my purse and get the money. And it's like it's like because he's he can't do anything because he doesn't have a yeah. job. He can't. I remember he called. I think he called his friend again about the job after he lost the one at the bank. And the guy's like, yeah, I won't have anything for a month yeah. or two. And it's like, damn. So. Yeah, so his ego is is getting beat up pretty good, and 
it, it's obvious, and that it's not. Yeah, he gets it, the money. It at, probably shouldn't be. Yeah. But in his, like I said, his perspective is that, you know, he's been emasculated well, he, by his wife. Yeah, he and he. So he's falling back on his dad's. You know, he's letting his dad's the part that that mindset, mindset yeah. creep into his mind to, to 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 cover up his own insecurities. But um, so he, you know, goes in to get the money and finds the lipstick, and of course, you know, just kind of puts it back. And as she's leaving, he kind of brings up. He's like, "Don't forget your lipstick." You gotta put your... Yeah, like don't forget, don't forget to put it on. Yeah, and, and he, she has to defend herself, saying, you know, like it's, it's not meant for what you think. Like it's not. Yeah, but but there's an earlier scene that we skipped over that I think is really important too. After she has to, after she gets the raise, and her husband loses her job, she goes back to that same bathroom, and puts the lipstick on again. Yeah, and yet again, Rye decides to do it very patiently, very slowly. And she puts it on, and to me, it's another transformative sequence, like, like a power, like I had, like almost like putting on, like a superhero costume or something, sure. you know, like suiting up or something like that, a uniform or something that's just like you know really puts you in that mode. And she's, and now she is, she is the 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 head of her household, yeah, financially definitely, um, and it's a really powerful scene, I think, but. Later on, now that we're at the scene where she and when her husband discovers it, she throws the lipstick out the window. Yeah, and it's and to me, it's like <clears throat> I guess she doesn't need it anymore. Well, yeah, you know she, I mean? she's got enough confidence in herself now that she, you know, it's like whatever. I mean, you're not gonna you're not gonna bring me down because of your insecurities. I'll just get rid of it. You know. Yeah, it's like it doesn't mean what you think it means, like you said. You know, it's not a. It's not. To, it's not for it, other men. It's not for. Yeah, you know. it's not. It, it's not even. It's for her. You yeah. know what I mean? It's not. It, it's not for others. Um, and I think this is where we get to the scene, where he's where she he sees her like out and about. Well, at that it's, restaurant. Uh, well, no, it's a little bit later. Uh, he goes and vi- well, yeah, he goes. A li- he goes to visit the uh, uh, Edith, who's been sick. Oh, that's yeah. yeah that's the next scene she does. Yeah. Yeah, she goes and visits Edith, who's been out for a few days because she I think she went to some type of rally and it was raining and she got sick. Yeah. Something like that. And so she gives her her she gives her, her payment. She gives her, her some her papers salary. so that she can she can uh you know hold her, you know, take over her workload while she's out. Basically yeah. while she's yeah. out. But she also gives Edith I think her salary or or something like that. Um and and yeah, so now and then this Arati's is where the, doing the work of two people. Yeah, that's important. Yeah, it's important. So then this is where the husband, who's you know, of course, not nothing better else to do. So he goes to a cafe and just hanging, hanging out, out reading newspaper. And uh, this is when he sees his wife in the city, and she runs into. He doesn't wreck. Yeah, she she's completely different. Too. Well, she's wearing the glasses it, that Edith gave her. Edith gave her some glasses. Yeah, Edith gives her the glasses. Yeah, and so yeah, it's in the cafe. So he's sitting there reading the paper. He sees her outside, and then she starts talking to somebody some, else. Some, some, some man. man. Yeah. Oh, here we go, Stephen. Um, and of course, he has no idea of the context of the situation. Yeah. Um, but he I he is the husband the, of, of, of somebody he's trying he to sell is. to. Well, she, he is the husband of somebody <laughs> she's trying to sell uh, a product yeah. to. Yeah. 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 So it's like it's a business thing. Yeah. But he doesn't know that. I mean, and I don't think it's even important that it is a business thing. I think it's important. For us to see it, and then for us to see his reaction. Well, it's, too. it's the reaction to how, in this conversation, she decides. To, it's almost 
it's almost the opposite of how the father, the, the grandfather, has been treating his son. Instead of demeaning him for something that he's done, she's covering up for him, covering up for the reality, like like almost like from his point of view is that she's embarrassed of him. Um, yes, yeah. because, because he, she, he, he yeah, doesn't have a job and she's saying that he has this very successful well, export import business. business. Yeah. Yeah. He has an import business. Um, and the wig in which Rye shoots this scene is amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. First of all, when she's walking in, um, with the, with the, with the, that other, you know, that, that guy, um, he has him, you know, behind the newspaper, like hiding yeah, himself. Yeah. But the way in which it's done is she's walking across, but we also see him within the scene as well. Yeah. And it's just, it, he's using deep focus, which is, you know, straight out of, you know, uh, Citizen Kane. So, you know, I loved it. And, and, be, and then also when they're sitting at the table having the conversation, he's in the background and we can see his face in focus as well as hear yeah. and see their conversation. And just his reaction to it is like, is like shock and dismay and like doesn't know how to react. And then the camera moves while she's talking. We can still hear her talk moves to like towards him. And then we also see like his reflection in like this beam yeah. or something. And man, what a scene. Yeah. What a scene with the way, the way, the whole way it's done. I mean, how do you, how do you, how do you patiently? Yeah, how do you feel about how she handled that situation? Do you think that she was in the right or the wrong, like lying and, and and uh, you know, I, honestly, I I the way I see it though, if I was him, I would maybe be a little upset. You know, it, it's the thing is, is that all comes down to his pride, and what right. she's trying to do is to protect what little he has left. You know, by 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 point, lying, probably, of course, but right. I mean, she's I mean, she's protecting him. If anything, you know, the way he perceives it, I think, is the way I think generally people would perceive it is that you know, she's insulting him by lying when in fact she's protecting him by well, lying. Well, also that and maybe... not only that, but he should be like, it's his fault that things are the way they are. Well, I mean, I mean, I wouldn't you say it's I mean? necessarily his fault. I mean, he, he, he got the job. I mean, the bank the, going the bank under, under, yeah, under is not his fault, but like, you could also say that maybe the way, especially in the way she chose to cover it up in the sense of she, she could have just said he had this normal job but she said that he had this very successful job so it almost makes him feel like nothing like nothing that he's even done so far is close to what she was hoping from him as a husband and a provider um but to be honest i don't think that she's being that sincere about it i think she's just saying stuff to to, to close a deal yeah maybe like i don't th- i don't think that she's that sincere in believing that Oh, I wish he had his own business and was super but, successful. But from his point of view, because but I'm me, thinking from his that's point. That's never been hinted but, at. But from, you know what I mean? I'm thinking from his point of view. He's thinking. Oh, okay. He's thinking. Wow, she's saying I have this. Biz- is that what she wants? Like, is that what she mm. wants from me? Okay. You know? If you're looking at his perspective, yeah, yeah. I was more looking at her from her perspective. Yeah, and and, and, um, and you know, you'd have to give her that. Um, you'd have to give her that because she's never come off as being somebody that doesn't love her husband no matter what. So she's not doing it out of pity or, any, you know, she's doing it to protect him. And for him, mm. he's looking at it as, has nothing, like, she wants this for me and I can't give this to her. So he falls even further into shame, um, you know. And, 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 of course, he's just getting probably angry. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, so. So that that scene happens and then we get another scene, I think right after this, 
the father tries to go see another pupil. This is the third one he's it, tried to go see. and uh, Yeah, a doctor, yeah. and he's got to go up this flight of stairs, and he can't make it. Nope. He gets to the top, he gets dizzy, and we don't really see what happens, but we assume he, like, falls down. He topples down maybe or, a little bit, but you just see his cane yeah. fall down the steps. Like, fall all the way down. And what has happened is that, you know, um, and then we see... We see the uh, her getting driven home by her boss. Not only that, but we also see that the father arrives. Uh, the father arrives beforehand with um, with people like carrying him in. Yeah. And one of them is the is the doctor pupil. And what we also see is that the husband is just waiting at home for his wife. Yeah. And he's and, and it's, it's she never comes home that late. Now. It's pretty late. It's not as late. It's later than usual. Later than usual, and the mother asks, you know, she's, well, she, did she say she was going to be this late? And he's like, I don't know. And it's like, he's just sitting there waiting. And then the, that's when the father arrives, and then the doctor. And this is an interesting yeah. scene to me. It's part both part funny and part like, damn, you really shredded this guy. Um, so the doctor examines the father, and the father's like, you know, he's probably old and has he's got he's in poor health. We know that. And then the doctor pupil talks to the son. He's like, "Yeah, it looks like he's. It looks like it, it looks clearly like he's being neglected." But, uh, well, but yeah, he, ta- he but, first. Uh, I don't know what your situation is, so I'm not one to judge. But gotta go. Yeah, like like, like the others, he like, says, wow. "Like, look, I'm not gonna charge you, <laughs> but I want to let you know that you know, I think it looks like he's being he's neglected. Being neglected. You guys ain't taking care of him well enough." And and then he just like bounces. He just leaves. He's like, "But that's none of my business." But I'm gonna tell you anyway. <laughs> that's none of my business. See you later. <laughs> and he just like he just ripped. He just basically told this guy he was a shitty son, and then just left. <laughs> well, it's that's, easy. It's easy for people that are in his position that have money. They can easily take care of their family. But oh it, yeah, it's it, it's it's you know it shows the judgmentalness judgmental of the class structure. It, you know, you know. Yeah, you have. Yeah, that doctor. That doctor guy has no idea. Of any type of context about what this family is going through, yeah. what their financial situation is, you know, any anything like that whatsoever, they could very well be taking care of, of, of. He could very well be taking care of his father, but this is the best he can do, given his financial situation, and it, it, but it looks like neglect from somebody sure. on the outside or somebody in the upper class, and it's like you you see people prejudged situations and prejudged people all the time. Yes. And it's happening here. So this is when uh, the wife's being driven home by her boss. And I have to say, Stephen, of all of the great aesthetics in this movie, this, the, the drive home bothers <laughs> me because that rear projection is so yeah. bad. There's some rear projection. It just doesn't belong in the movie. It's also in the office. Like you can see like out the window that the... It's a matte painting. Well, yeah. I mean that it's I it's wobbling. You can tell that it's some kind of projection too, because the city wobbles. Oh, is it, is it projection? Yeah, I think it I is. I think that. it is. I thought it was a matte painting. It looked like yeah. it, it might have been rear projection too, the, out the window, because it looks like it's wobbling a little bit when you look at it. Um, yeah, but th- but this looks it, it it looks like something that sh- that typically that you don't see in a ra- in a rye film. Yeah, where like you don't see that rear projection or really special effects of that like of that kind. Yeah. At least I don't. It might have been something he decided he wanted to experiment with, you know, like because he knows that other filmmakers probably use it, and you know he's true, true. I mean, it's not it's not uncommon for the time. It just looked really out of place to me. Um, But I think it's but I think it's important to show that she's being driven home by her boss, another man, and we've seen the way her husband reacted to another man, her meeting with another man before, and you know this idea, you know, the controlling patriarchalness of, that we've seen throughout the movie is playing right into the plot again. Yeah. And so she arrives 
and he sees them like he sees them like from the doorway and then he doesn't he kind of just listens to see what they're talking about lurks yeah yeah lurks and listens and then and then the boss leaves and then she comes in and she's like oh what happened you know it's like oh you know you know baba who's the father you know he had he had a dizzy spell and fell down he was wandering the streets again yeah and and then it's a really powerful scene here where like the father is he's like he actually straight up says he's like physically i don't feel pain but like mentally he's like yeah. in anguish um he, that's not quite the words he uses i'm paraphrasing but it's basically that and he believes that he should be punished well he he, he starts he, he starts to feel that the way he's been acting has has led to wor- to a worse result and that he's been you know judging i think this this in a sense you could see that there's a little bit of a uh coming to a a head there there the content that's been between uh his daughter-in-law and him have come to a head and he feels guilt for how he's treated her and they have this kind of like silent apology moment where he's like you know i feel like i need to be punished um what can I do? What you, whatever punishment you say is necessary. And she just kind of is like, look, I don't want to make you suffer. You're an old man. Just take your medicine and I'm going to give you your medicine and you're not going to, you're not going to complain when I do it. (laughs) Well, if not, that's, it's not quite that harsh, but he, um, he asked like, you know, Aradi, what, you know, what is my punishment? And she says, you know, just to take your medicine. It's a very, you know, you can tell the way you're saying is like, she's there's a light medicine. She's being, she's not being like, stern but she's being light with it when she says like you're not going to complain you're going to take it you're going to I think she's being extremely compassionate no she is the way definitely. I read it yeah, yeah. And, and and he know he know they know each other they have a banter they you know yeah and it's like that bond that's there before which has been severed because of her getting a job yeah. which goes against his beliefs is now I think restored in a way yeah and and it's and yeah that that storyline kind of ends right there actually yeah uh, um, so I believe the next scene is when this is where, the husband decides to go meet the boss. Yeah, right? yeah. This is when the the husband sees the boss. He's kind of now that he he saw the boss bring her home. He really needs to get in close and see what the hell's going on here. Uh, <laughs> so he goes yeah, to see. He has suspicion. Yeah. So he goes kind of behind her her wife his wife's back and goes to see um the boss and uh you know he's. Which kind of starts off the conversation talking about how he, he obviously knows more about the husband than he knows he knows. So he's like, you're from the same neighborhood basically as me. He's like, you're from the same area. So this shows you how he, how much he values the, um, you know, where you're from and, and uh, you know, your culture, your ethnicity. Like, so he's like, look, we're th- from the same neighborhood basically. I'm going to help you out, help you get a job. Um, yeah, there's the camaraderie there. Yeah. There's a friendliness there that I don't think the husband was expecting. Yeah. And he also praises, you know, Arati, praises her for her work. And he's like, yeah, she's a very efficient. You know, a fa- he calls her efficient. Yeah. Which I guess is, is, it's not a great compliment, but it's not a bad compliment, but it's kind of like a. It's the only one he gives her. <laughs> yeah. It's the, it's the word <laughs> it's he like uses she, yeah. every time he, that she's efficient. Yeah, intrusive isn't, isn't really a compliment. Uh, you know what I mean? Or impulsive isn't really a compliment. Um, so I guess efficient is the best compliment you're, that he says. And and he, and the and but he also thinks that the husband's there for to ask for a job or something like that. But he but he says like, but then they end up coming to the agreement. He's like, hey, come back at five, and 
you know, well, we can talk more know, about it. Yeah, we can talk. Yeah, more. yeah. we can figure Basically. out what because he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't agree with uh, husband and wife working in the workplace together. So he doesn't he's got to look outside of that current location yeah. for something else that will fit fit for him or, or like someplace else where he because he probably knows other he has a, connections and stuff, you know, yeah. yeah, connections and whatnot. So he's going to come back at five. But then we but then Arati comes back into the office, I believe, towards the end of the day now. And actually, no, before that, uh, Edith comes. Yeah. She's back at work. But and well, this is when so basically comes in. The, she comes into the office and Edith is crying. No, but Edith does come into the come into meets with the man. He fires her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's that scene. Well, you don't see, you don't like, really see it happen, but she. Yeah, we see. Oh, it cuts no, away. No, she walks in. And he says, "I have to talk." Yeah, with yeah. You. It cuts and away. And then yeah. we see her crying in the bathroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how it is. Yeah. And then, and then, and Arati sees her crying, and then we find out that, um, he, yeah, you know, she just got fired, and that you know that you know she's not happy about it, and and she she, she you know, kind of because up he the doesn't believe, she he doesn't believe that she was sick. And well, yeah, she, he said that, you know, because she was out so much that she was out doing things she shouldn't have been doing, and that's really what yeah. she was doing. and Basically skipping work and doing whatever that he probably else doesn't approve of and whatnot. I mean, it's probably part of his prejudice towards yeah. you know, Anglo-Indian people. and But he but in the meeting with the husband, he also says, you know, because the husband says that she's been working late, and he's like, yeah, you know, you know, someone else, you know, you know, one of our other workers, an Anglo-Indian worker, has has been out the last couple of days, but sick. But I don't think she's really sick. But you know, your wife's been doing the work, you know, doing doing her work too. That's why she's getting home so late. Yeah. So that plays into it, and it, it very much plays into the next scene where you could also Arati you could also to, say that he, because he's helping yeah. his her husband, um, that he's looking at this as like a. I mean, especially if he 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 hires him within the company somewhere, is that he's got to get rid of somebody so to hire him. Uh, if you look at it that way, um, well, what we literally learn—I was actually just getting to something similar yeah. to that—is she goes in to confront him, and she's like, you know, uh, you know, were you saying bad things about her? Did you insult you her? Know, he what? Yeah. Did you insult her? You know, he want she 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 wants him to apologize, not necessarily hire her back, but I think apologize. Um, and this is yeah, and, you know, th- and he won't do. Yeah, it. I mean, he he very much says, look, you know. This isn't how you treat your boss. If you were on the other side of this desk, you could you could talk this way. But this is my this is my workplace. I can basically treat my employees the way I want to treat them because um, I pay you. Um, yeah, but he but he also mentions this. He's like, you know, because 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 you've been so um, be, efficient because you've taken on her because you've taken on her work and have been so successful at it. I basically don't need her anymore. So it's because you've done so well, yet again, kind of placing the blame on somebody else, someone else, yeah. or like, you know, you know, kind of putting, you know, he, he's displacing on her. the blame again, once again. Yeah. He basically says, because you're so good at your job and he's trying to compliment you know, her backhand compliment her. Yeah. Yeah. It's a backhand compliment. I don't need her anymore because, because you're doing her work just as good as she is. And it's like, I can't afford to pay her basically, but it's also kind of, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I mean, I'm reading into it a little bit too much. It's kind of like a backhanded compliment of capitalism. Yeah. Where like if, if, if a boss or a company corporation or whatever can pay somebody to do the work of two people and just pay them one salary, it's better for them than paying two people to sure. do the same work at double the salary or, you know, two salaries. And that's kind of the way capitalism works is make as much money as you can 
you know, any way that you can. Yeah. And if it's cheaper, that's the better for you. Yeah. And it's kind of the way that business is, and it's a cruel world. And she's learned. I think she. I think it's hitting her that the that the working world can be a very cruel world. But the, but the great thing about this ending is that she doesn't let. She, she she's not letting that that world change her values. Um, and so in this scene where he's like, you know, the boss is like, look, this, our, wh- wh- how you're talking to me, you're compromising your own job by talking to me the way you're talking to me. And, um, also compromising, he, he kind of brings it up, you know, your husband who I might get a job basically for. Um, and so that's kind of a backhanded threat. Yeah, it is. Oh, it definitely is. And so he's, you know, like, you know, after he says all that, you know, he she just says it. He's like, "Look, are you going to apologize or are you not going to apologize?" And he's like, "It's like, nope, forget about it, nope." <laughs> and then she's and she 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 hands him that uh, that, that resignation that's still in there. And the whole time. I love it. She's like, "Change the date, <laughs> just change the date." <laughs> love it's a great it. line. She walks out, yeah. and, I, and, and and she walks out, and it really sp- and then she meets her husband who's on his way yeah. in. And I just love it because, it, it, like I said, I mean, she's somebody that's not compromising who she is. Um, she goes out to do something she really wanted to do, but didn't change herself to go do it. And then, you know, it's sad that she had to lose something that she was really good at. But then in this last scene, which is, it, it honestly made me emotional in the last scene. It does every time. I've watched this movie three or four times now. And every time it gets me a little emotional. But the husband meets her outside and she's crying because she lost the job and how she feels like that, you know, the position she's put the family in because she lost, you know, because she, he's, she's the provider. And, you know, he just kind of stops her and says, look, we're in this together, you know, and that's what kind of brings her back because he's been so distant, you know, because of his, um, you know, how he's been guilt, guilt tripping and, and just intimidated by her. And so he's like, look, we're in this together. And you're not alone, and we're gonna find a job. We're both gonna find a job again. He didn't just say him or her. He says we're both gonna find a job. Yeah, and she mentions she mentions the idea that this is the big city. Yeah, that the city is so big, and that there must be jobs for both of us. Yeah, and he he realized that she has shown great courage in you know in not you know giving in to her boss. So if anything. You know, it's, he says it's something he, intact. Her, yeah, he's like it's something her, I couldn't do, couldn't have done. Yeah, yeah, basically, it's probably something he couldn't do. I mean, literally, his boss has screwed him over. Yeah, and, and, you know, um, and and so they walk off into the streets together, and that's how the movie ends. Yeah, hand in hand. Yep, it should. I mean, it it, it ends on that kind of hopeful note that you know, as long as they are together, that that's what's they're going to get through anything. Um, and that they believe in that, and that's, I think, what's very important about the end of the movie that the, the the moment we live on there, and uh, that sometimes you know, obviously, you know, this movie is mostly a, a lot of it deals with the, like we said, the social, the social structure of a family like this in this time period, in this con, the context of that time period, and and um, it looks like that they've all grown from it by the end of the movie, um. I would say the only one that hasn't really grown maybe is the the son because he's still asking for toys, but uh, no, I'm <laughs> <laughs> but uh, well, yeah, I mean the one thing is like the 
I think the sun. Well, there's also. I mean, that was just a joke, by the way. It's not. Yeah, I know. There's the scene I didn't mention where um, (laughs) um, the you know the sister character like made, she made like a portion of the food or she worked on the food or whatever and and she asked yeah Arati you know how how is it and Arati goes you passed yeah yeah. She goes, oh, I well, bet. She's like, oh, only bad. Also, also like another that. another nice little foreshadowing moment that happens through the movie is on the first day, um, he takes her to work. He talks about how her hands are are like cold, and he said that there's only been one other day that that's happened, and that was when um, their wedding day. And so mm-hmm. it was, it's like a nervousness thing. But at the end of the movie, when he grabs her hand, he's like, your hand's not cold. And he's like, nope, it's not because she's not nervous. She 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 has. She's overcome. She's her overcome fears. her fears. She's she's more confident in herself, and she feels more confident in their more even more probably more confident in their relationship after this. Um, and they, you know, I thought that was a nice little moment with added into that too with the the hand thing. Um, so that's the big city from Satyajit Rai, yeah. and uh, that is yeah, nineteen sixty three Satyajit Rai's film. This is. Um, an early film from him. I think this was um, his career. Yeah, at, his right career after expanded. the right after the Apu trilogy, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So it basically, yeah. There's. Let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six. Okay, I lied. Seven, <laughs> eight, nine, ten. This is his eleventh film. <laughs> I lied. It's, it, you uh, know, it's still pretty. I mean, some of them are short films. Yeah. Some of them are. Well, sh- keep in mind. Yeah, I mean. Pa- Panther Pan Charlie came out in 1955, and The Big City came out in 1963. So we're talking within eight years, his first eight years yeah. of his career, which are packed full of great films. Um, he was doing movies film, up until the 80s. I think he did one right before he passed. Yeah, yeah The Stranger came out in 1991, yeah, yeah. and he passed away in 1992. So, yeah, he was doing films from the 50s to 1991. Yeah. And, yeah, he's an all-time amazing... And, and I'm sure we're going to come filmmaker. back to him at some point. Um. I would believe so, <laughs> but this film specifically is highly regarded. Um, at the time, it won the Silver Bear for Best Director at the 14th Berlin International Film Festival in 1964. Um, it was, um, I believe... The, it was it, the it Indian was, um, submission for Academy Awards. Yeah, 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 and it didn't get nominated, and I really need to go... We need to know what else was what nominated. Else was nominated. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's very interesting. I mean, obviously everything is perspective, but um, it's kind of fascinating that we see things like that. It's um, but it, it's also you know it's it's in the Academy Archive now. You know, it's gotten it actually didn't come out in the United States till 1967, and that's when you got to see um, that's when you got to see uh, like people like um. Roger Ebert and yeah. Pauline Kael um, got, got, got to see it for the first time. Okay, so here here are the nominees for the foreign language film of that year, 38th Annual Academy Awards. Um, you know what won that year <laughs> is Eight and a Half. Okay, well. Uh, Fellini's Eight and a Half. A Knife in the Water was nominated, uh, which is Polanski's yeah, I've first seen that. film, yeah, I think. Yeah. Uh, these three other films I don't think I've seen. Uh, the Red Lanterns, which was from Greece. Uh, Los Tarantos, which is from Spain, and then Twin Sisters of Kyoto, which is uh, from Japan. 
So those well, are the nominees. Though I'm not a year. though I'm not a huge eight and a half fan. Uh, I mean, I know people love that movie, so. Right. <laughs> but I think yeah. I think that this movie maybe should have slipped in there somewhere. But you know, I haven't seen yeah, them other seen ones. Those other films. So. Yeah, I mean, I've seen Knife in the Water and I've seen Eight and a Half. Um, so that's very interesting. So yeah, that's that's the big city. Um, I sure, I'm assuming, like Stephen said, we're going to come back to. We right, will. We'll point. spread it out. I mean, there's, you know, we got tons of tons of things to go around, um, and uh, eventually, I mean, I, we're. Re- I'm very much hoping we're going to get some more Satyajit Ray, Satyajit Rai, um, on Blu-ray because there's very not a lot. I mean, Criterion's got their releases, and that's about the only really selection we have. Um, what is fascinating to me is that um, I got so many comments on my YouTube video saying. You're only discovering a, a Rye for the first time. It's like I used to find his movies at the library years ago, and I'm like, really? Okay. <laughs> it's like it, it's just like I think he should be taught more in film schools and film classes. Like if I was teaching a film class today about like foreign language cinema or something like that, I'd go right to you know maybe not show everybody the Apu trilogy, but probably the first film at least in that trilogy, or even cut to the big city yeah. and show them that. If I was teaching a foreign language film class, I mean, I know everybody goes to, like we said earlier, like the European foreign language cinema seems to be everyone's introduction for the most part. They go to the French and then, New of course, Wave. You get French New Wave. That's the way I, yeah. I, mine was Italian neorealism, then the French New Wave, and then, of course, you know, Kurosawa and, and stuff like that. Um, but I didn't, yeah. I didn't hear about, I didn't, I had to hear about Rai on my own. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I didn't hear about him and, in any type of film classes and or film books or stuff like that, but I know he's highly praised by many many, you know, generations of filmmakers and film fans for obvious reasons. Yeah. So we will that that is it for this episode on that. Now uh, I I had to think long and oh, hard. Oh, here we go. Here I gotta, we go. I, I was thinking about this, you know, and I'm thinking about you know what we've been talking about lately. We've been talking, like I said, we've been talking about mostly great movies and hidden gems and. You know, I, I wanted to loosen us up a little bit. I think we've oh, been yeah. I think we've been doing heavy topics the last month, um, with the last couple films we've done. Um, I'm gonna this is this isn't like some like a, you know Oscar winning movie or this is just a oh, random no. co- comedy that I want us to talk about because it's one I enjoy and I don't think people talk about this comedy as much as maybe it needs to be talked about, and that is Harold Ramis's Multiplicity. Wow. <laughs> Wow, wow, wow. You know what? Here's something nuts. Um, I almost watched this the other night. Did You almost watched it when? Uh, the other oh, night. Oh, did you now? When I was like, you know, because, you know, usually, you know, when you're finding something to watch and you not, you don't have any pre-planned stuff, you just kind of think of stuff. And I'm like, Multiplicity. I remember Steven talking about that movie once upon a time. Also, have you seen it? No, I've never okay, seen okay. it. Okay, well, there you go. That's We try to do that. We try to pick movies the other person hasn't seen, maybe, if we can. Um, but, yeah, this is one that I've seen since I was a kid, and I love this movie. Um, it's got Michael Keaton and Andy McDowell in it. And basically, in a nutshell, uh, Michael Keaton is like an overworked father who needs help because uh, so he he's losing touch with his family. So, basically, he gets cloned. And then he gets cloned again, and he, so there's multiples of him, and it's 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 wacky, and it's it's fun, and it's one of the movies. It's, this was kind of in the prime of Keaton, you know. He had just had you know, your Beetlejuices and your Batmans, and this was right after I think Batman Returns, and he was he's one of the big actors, and 
I, this is show he shows gets to show off his comedy chops in this movie and again yeah and it's yeah. and it's it's amazing um to me i i and and like i said harold ramus directed this he's uh of, of course he's passed um but he's made he a lot of great comedies and uh this is one of my favorites of his so um i'll be excited to talk about uh multiplicity next week uh next couple weeks so yeah sounds good cool what am i gonna what am i gonna say no never yeah, well you have no choice <laughs> son of a bitch i have no choice no i was kidding i know but where can we find you andrew uh, you can find me on Twitter at Capzilla06, as well as my YouTube channel, Capzilla Productions. And you can find me on Facebook, Stephen Billings. You can find my Instagram, uh, my username, Cinema Discovery Project. You can find me on Letterboxd at Cinema Discovery. Uh, you can find the audio for this podcast on Podbean and Apple Podcasts. That will be it for this episode. Thanks for listening, and hey, keep on watching them movies. I know I will. <laughs>